Hey, Books on Book Review podcast listeners. We're back with another episode. I'm Eric. I'm Tracy. And we're back with a Tracy book today. I, this one is a little different. We call this a Tracy book, but we've actually both read this book, and the book is called Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine, and it's by Gail Honeymoon, which is also part of just because I find this interesting, and I read this whole book and didn't realize this, <laughs> that this is part of the Reese's Book Club, Club collection. That which, is not why I chose it, I promise. <laughs> which is apparently Reese Witherspoon copied Oprah and has her own book club, I, I guess. I don't I don't even know, man. I you know, the funny thing is is that I I was uh I entered in on on Goodreads. Yeah, that's what it's called. I entered in on Goodreads on some not competition, some things to to win this book. Which I figured I would never even win, but you know, you you do that because you did win because you found it for two dollars. Well, and that's the and that's the thing. <laughs> but you enter in because who knows? Maybe one day you win the book, and uh, and that's how I got turned on to this book because. And I thought, oh my gosh, I really want to win this once I read the synopsis of the book, and. Uh, and then when we stopped at Half Price Books one time on the way home from a trip, I accidentally or just happened upon this book. I mean, when you're at Half Price Books, it's really hard to find romance books because they don't have a section that's just romance or it it was really hard for me to find. Well, or if just, they do, to, just it's, to be fair, the... They do have a romance section, but we were at a half price books outlet store, which maybe the outlet stores right. didn't have a romance section. Yeah, it was which would surprise me because I mean, there's so many romance books out there that I, I can't imagine they don't have surplus of it. Either but. either way, it was a mess to find things, and all of a sudden I was walking, and this book was there, and I was like, "Wait, I believe I recall this book," and I grabbed it. Because, I mean, we were doing a bag sale, or we mm. thought we may do a bag sale if we found enough books, and we found enough, enough books. books. We did multiple <laughs> bag sale, right? <laughs> and, no, I think we did just one bag. Did we just do one bag? We just did one bag. I think we each got five or six books. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I was, I, I scored with this book. That's all I have to say. I scored with this book. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, I... I was just so excited and and it lived up to what I what I thought it was going to be. So I don't know if it lived up to what it what you thought I it was going to be when I told you about it, but uh I mean heck, you weren't even planning on reading it when I bought it. So No, I wasn't, but I'm glad that I did buy it because I do think that it really opened your eyes to a lot of things. It I mean I always go back to the first the first chapter I read of this book and I just sat there and I <laughs> laughed because everything this girl was saying sounded exactly like Tracy. Yeah. I mean it was ridiculous like and and so I mean it it completely sucked me in by that perspective. You know yeah. like like and I wouldn't say that it like blew my mind with how good it was, but it was very good. And that connection I made to to the fact that you were, it was so much like you. Right. I mean, 
it just amplified. It was a. It probably would have been a good book without that aspect of it. But then once you once you threw that aspect onto it, it amplified mm-hmm. it by ten. So it became a lot better. Right. It is. I think it is one of those books that is funny and also sad. It it has it has just really all those emotions thrown in there. Wouldn't you kind of agree? Mm-hmm. And and honestly, the way that I got Eric to to read this book was because I said this girl is me, and uh, and and that's kind of how he ended up reading it. And because otherwise, you guys are going to find out that he does not read nonfiction books very you, often. You mean fiction books, or he does not read fiction books very often at all. In fact, a lot I can attest that the last fiction book I have read prior to this fiction book was a book that Tracy told me to read. Trying to think, what was it? It was the one by the girl that's from the Wisconsin Dells book. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And I know know you're going to be reading one that's by our friend eventually, but uh, so. Yes. I don't know who that is. Gavin. Oh, Gavin. Okay. (laughs) I'm like trying to think like, who do I, we know that, right? Right. I should have been right at the top of my head, I guess, huh? But yeah, but yeah. So, so this book is is basically about this this girl who we we think is is essentially neurodivergent, which which means you're you're a little bit different than what what people call the norm, and and so she has she has a lot of thoughts in her head because she spends a lot of time alone so so right there she's a lot like me and but she seems very smart and she works she works in an office and she has to get her computer fixed and she ends up she ends up running into this it guy that she ends up running into quite often for the remainder of the book (laughs) yes and and at first you find out that she does not like this (laughs) and and then, and then you'll find out that it, it it becomes less of a hassle throughout the book, and uh, and and then you you kind of find out that she hasn't had the easiest life, and you're not going to find out until closer to the end what happened to her. So sorry, guys, you're going to have to keep reading to find out all of that garbage or however you want to call that. So, sorry, but that doesn't get revealed until the very very end. But uh but that's fun. In a very compelling part of this book too. And we actually just did a regular stigma and open wounds episode and I can't believe I didn't bring this up in that one as well. But what was another very compelling thing about this book was was that so without trying to give up too much of what happens in the book at the beginning of the book Eleanor spends most of her time by herself. So she goes to work during the week. She mm-hmm. comes home on the weekend. On the weekend, she stops at the store. She buys like oh, two yes. bottles of vodka. And Sometimes she more. just usually drinks drinks all weekend by herself. Yeah. And then she's, go, she's gotta, goes, she goes to work to, on Monday. Uh, she has to, to, to clear out the noise in her head somehow. Right. And that's that's why she does the vodka. So so she has this very simple life in the, from the get-go when she meets Raymond, who is the mm-hmm. guy that, that Tracy was just talking about, as soon as she meets him, things start happening 
to that that causes her to become more part of society basically right. like right like, which is which is weird i mean and and if you think about it if you're one of those kind of homebodies and suddenly you be you go out in society more it's it's just like well now my my home routine is is off i used to do crosswords i used to drink vodka and now i'm just oh shoot so and and it's just beautiful because as these transition happen the book does a wonderful job mm-hmm. of showing as Eleanor is going and spending time with this person and that person and doing, right. just doing things in society that she would normally never do. Right. It shows how it, how she grows because of it, how she starts right. seeing things differently, seeing people differently and stuff like that. And it's just. And it's then how just, they even see her differently yeah, sometimes. Totally, totally. And it's. It's just kind of a how this author put this together and made it work so well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it just all came together and when she was done, she was like, holy crap, this is a masterpiece. Or or she's if just like, she just painstakingly spent so much time refining everything to get right. it just right. I don't know what the, the technique was, but whatever they this author did to to make this happen, it came out just. I don't. I can't imagine it's a beautiful, improving beautiful upon book. the story that she wrote. Right. Well, and then, and then what's what's really interesting is you see people start to look at her differently too, because suddenly she's out in the world a little bit more, and and you see because. Because at the beginning, she is just she's just so in her head, which I mean, obviously, obviously, she's she's still in her head. I mean, I mean, I'm always going to be in my head. Mm -hmm. So so but I mean, everybody's looking at her differently. I mean, and everybody at the beginning, you see how everybody looks at her as she's so weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, and which I don't think she's weird, but everybody thinks she's weird. Which is, well, which is such a, a beautiful part of the book, too, because I, you, you get to understand how how people view this kind of a person. But I think that she's not weird. And you kind of start to understand, like, how how are we viewing these kind of people? And I think I think the way Eleanor was developed in this book, she is very weird. But I also think there's a certain aspect of her that I just I can't imagine how somebody wouldn't adore her as a character too. Right. I, I adore her. You know, like and everybody would look at it as God, she's really weird, but she's really cool. And and I think right. most of but that you see has her, to do- her coworkers thinking she is just the weirdest person. But as a reader, you adore her. Yeah, because and I equate most of that to is how masterfully they made her do all these weird things that make people think she's weird in the book. Mm -hmm. But then on the back end, in her brain, she's explaining to the reader why she's doing what she's doing. And once you hear her rationalities for what, why she's doing what she's doing, it no longer it it becomes quirky and cute and not weird anymore right well and that's and that's kind of the the thing where where i when i looked up and i saw so the author said that that eleanor isn't me or anybody that i know but i've experienced loneliness and but i i just 
it's just amazing to me that she didn't model Eleanor after anybody because it just feels like like we intimately know Eleanor and she intimately knows Eleanor. Yeah. But and, I mean, she probably I mean, and, and I think a lot of times when they write characters, they write them without knowing that well, they're Yeah, without knowing where the inspiration comes from because a piece might come from this person, a piece might come Right. You know, they're pulling things from all different people they know, so it's impossible to say Eleanor is modeled after this person. Right. Because she's not. She's modeled after like 50 different people. Yeah. That and maybe she, and maybe she just really is a big part of this this Gail Honeyman, but she just didn't even realize that she just is in her. It, yeah, and I wouldn't be I mean, maybe if I talked or saw a, unfortunately I I did look her up on Instagram and she's not on Instagram, so I just the the quote that I took was something that I found just in an interview that I found on Wikipedia, but it was from a a, a different whatever. But so it, it's just kind of a an interesting. So, but anyway, so she's she doesn't really have a social presence. So I don't really know. I don't. I can't really tell you like how much she, about her. I can't yeah. tell you much about her. So I don't really know. You know, I can't like watch her and be like, that's probably Eleanor. Right. And you know what I mean? But just the fact that she doesn't have a social social presence. She is a best selling author. It, that po- in- indicates that she might be a little more be, Eleanor she could than be a mo- than, little yeah. bit more Eleanor than you th- Yeah, that that you know, actually I mean, that suggests that she's maybe maybe a little shy removed from yeah. things and stuff like that. So, I mean, and my guess would be that that she probably wrote an amplified version of herself in many ways, and it could she, be she's not willing to accept that that she, that how close Eleanor is to her. It's just Eleanor is very extreme compared to yeah. her, maybe or something like that. But we don't know. We should yeah, really we don't. I don't want to speculate. But I mean, I cannot hardly believe that a a lot of what Eleanor is is not her or somebody really close to her or a combination of people close to her because it is written so personally and so masterfully yeah. that that it, it it has to like you know like like the maestro says you know you got to got to pull it from your, within you that's yeah. that's what this book screams to me is that that's i i i agree whether you, the any anything that that personal like the personal tragedies or anything i'm sure I'm sure nothing like that probably isn't. happened to her, but the most powerful part of it is not what happened to her. Right. It's but it's the the thoughts in the head. It's the, the thoughts. The, it's the, the it's the it it's the rationalizing these funky things that she does, and and you know, hearing the brain work and tell you like why why are you doing this completely irrational thing yeah. which we all do we all do if you yeah, don't think we you all do, do but i but i i think i do some more more i guess you could say extreme things than i don't even know that you, you do. do that i just think that it, the things it, that you do irrational are not things i would do ira- irrational we're both irrational but you do things irrational i would never do irrational so they're they jump out at me more right so yeah you could say that 
But I definitely think that this is a book that once you're in it, you you stay in it. You don't want to drop it. There there might be some lulls in some spots, but I I definitely did not want to put it down, especially in in certain spots. It's I think it is it is a fascinating, incredible book. And in terms of characters, I think I think character development was great. I. For anybody who reads it, I I think I just I like to tell people the IT guy. If you ever watch the IT crowd, I think that uh, I always thought of uh, Roy from the IT crowd, uh, played by Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> That's who I always pictured <laughs> with the curly hair. I just I just I don't know because he always kind of had this little goofiness to him. Because by the way, this is a a British book, but it reads very simply if you are, if you're not British, so you don't have to worry about that. Cause I have read British books that are, that are really, really challenging. Really, really British accents yes. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but this is, this is not a challenging one at all. So, so yeah, they, they use some lingo, but not by any means. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. I, I thought it, it it's it's as easy as of a read as it comes, and um, character development is phenomenal. Um, I not I wouldn't say so much like some I mean, of the extra characters. Yeah, are... they don't really develop a lot of the extra characters, but but if they're only in for a little bit, that's fine. I mean, but the development of Eleanor al- alone is just phenomenal. The way you see her grow, the way the way she changes, the way she she learns where she might have been wrong about things and stuff like that. It's just right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because she, she does, she does quite a turn around even, I mean, so, so it's really great to watch her, her development and her change. And it is, it is just really, really great to watch, to read that. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a book that any if anybody were to pick up guy girl animal you you would pick Our it cats up and read it, it with us and you would never put it back down because it it, it is just you know I mean this this book it came on trips with us it came came to Columbia with me and went to uh, went to Utah with you so so now I got a hard cover so that I can it's because it's it's starting to starting to look a little shabby because i know it's probably going to go to my mom's next (laughs) well now you have two copies one copy that you can lend out to everybody until you don't get it back and then the other exactly the other copy that i can well it's it's kind of like a a display slash nice read copy Mm. and uh (laughs) because like that's the thing that is how much i like this book i wanted a like a a beauty copy of it. I'm not joking, you guys. That is, it. It means that much to me because I felt like, like Eleanor is my kindred spirit. I'm not even joking. So, so it, it is. It is, and I I do want to share one funny part of this this book. At the beginning, she goes to the doctor and she goes, she says, oh, "My back is just killing me." And he's like, he's like, well, let's let's just see. And she's like, I already know what's wrong with me. And and he's like, and she's like, it is my breasts. 
and I I've I've weighed them on a kitchen scale. <laughs> and and I mean I've told I told Eric that I've done this before too. And I it's just it's it was just a postage scale instead. I mean, come on, women, we've been curious about this before. Think about how much weight we've we're carrying up there and and what it does to our back. So Eleanor was just blunt and she's she had to check what it was doing to her. I, and I think that's funny because so I do remember that story because that's really early on. In the and book, Eric that, that was just but, busting up. But I like until you had re-mentioned it again, I kind of had forgotten about it. But again, ju- it's just another quirky, funny thing that they do in the book. But I think the biggest underlining thing is just Eleanor herself is just so, so phenomenal, phenomenally done. I mean, yeah. you can't ask for a better character. And I really do hope that, I mean, probably they'll screw it up. But I think that if they could turn this into a movie. Oh, my God. Like, part huge. of me, like, if I if I heard that it was being turned into a movie, I think I'd be excited but nervous at the same time. Oh, because, totally, whenever, because whenever you see it turned into a movie, it's like, I don't know what to feel. Because mm. I see that Emily Henry has I think all of her books are being cued to turn into movies and I'm I'm you know apprehensive about all of them. They'll never be as good as the book, but yeah. But hopefully they nail a couple of the movie. Yeah. Because I think this is a book that needs to get into more people's hands. Yeah. And that, and that's I think that's the thing because I want more people to to see and to hear some of this stuff. And but then it's it's like I just I just don't know because they rarely get it right. They rarely get it right, and also in this scenario with this book, because this book part so much of the power of this book is the versatility of seeing Eleanor as a person and then hearing her thoughts to justify the things right. she does. And I don't. It would be very. It would. It's going to be a lot more difficult to capture that on screen than it is in a book. It's very easy to do in right. a book. So it might lose it by then, but even if they could make it pretty decent, so a lot more people would read the book, right. I think that would be a huge feat because I think more people need this, to read this book. Right. Because it it does, it opens up your eyes to just how the differences, how the things that you might see another person doing as being weird oddity right unacceptable and then hearing the justification behind what they do and seeing that maybe maybe they're onto something maybe they're not wrong about this you know i always get nervous when they put something in a movie because i'm like well i was picturing this person and they they just cast somebody just completely, completely different, yeah, <laughs> yeah I- which i honestly think like depending on who they would cast for eleanor it could kill me right. on it because I have a very, very, very clear picture of who I think Eleanor is. See, and I don't have a specific I have a somewhat picture, but I don't have I don't have like a, a person. I just have a, a somewhat picture, if that makes sense. Like I don't have a person. I I actually while we were recording this podcast, you know who I thought of for that would make a great Eleanor, I think, would be the girl that Kasimi Kasima dates Ooh. in Orphan Black, 
but have her with black hair. Oh, that's that's who I think. In the in then another person, with the one with the with the beautiful blue eyes. Yeah, the one that's also in Ooh. Life Unexpected. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. She's got that that um amazing name. Yeah, yeah. I but, was thinking. Um, unfortunately, she's a cartoon, but Daria. Yeah, Daria would be pretty good too. Yeah, <laughs> Daria, the girl that plays that Netflix show that's about the Adams family, but it's just like the daughter. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah, she. Could oh do, my god, do a she'd be amazing. One. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, uh, Eleanor is supposed to be thirty, but oh, is it okay? Yeah, Jessica Jones. Ooh. Uh, what what's her name? I'm, Kristen Ritter. Yeah, she could probably she pull it could off. play it really well because she could play a really low energy. Mm-hmm. Oh man, she would do it amazing. So, those are some people that, that I think of, but I think that like a lot of uh, it, it's it's a tough one because it really really is because they really got to do it right to not lose me. Yeah. But even if they do it to the point where the normal person gets at least interested in reading the book, I think that would be a huge win for yeah. in my eyes. So, all right, all right. So now we gotta we gotta get to the point. I want to know what do you rate this out of five? Out of five. So now let me explain. I wanted to explain that first of all, I can't give a book a straight five because there, it, there's I, just not a ba- good no, enough me, book. No, me either. Me either. I, I don't I don't know if you're ever going to get a five out of me unless... So I, if if I was just rating this con- in comparatively to, not, to fiction books, I would give this book a 4.9. Now, across all books, because I'm more of a nonfiction kind of guy, and this just isn't really in my wheelhouse of what I, I would gotcha. read... I I'm gonna knock it down to a four point seven. I that's that's still pretty, pretty damn, damn good. good. Yeah, yeah. And and with the caveat that I will say with this book, there is not a person that I don't think could benefit from and would not enjoy picking this book up and reading it. Yeah, I I agree. Unless you can't read, but but then have somebody read it to, to you. you. But did then get the audio book? It's probably still worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I know that they at least have Spanish version and I think a German. They have like multiple Both versions version. of this. Well, it, that tells you how big this book was. Yeah, <laughs> that, actually, to, to that truthful. is that is very true. Because I, but uh, I give it a four point nine. Because so, like you, it's it's going to be very hard for me to give a, a book of five. I don't think I'm going to be able to give a book of five just because you better do something. You lace it with gold or something, make me find a five hundred dollar bill in it. <laughs> I don't know, but but yeah, it's you're not gonna get a five out of me probably. But four point nine because yeah, this is insane. So I have one final question for you that I'm just kinda curious about. With this book, yeah. can you say anything negative about it? Yeah. I I can I can definitely say some negative stuff, I'm sure. So like what would be a negative thing about this book? Well, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking. Well, kind of like you, I I guess I part of me wishes that that there was that it she just was the way that she was without a, a traumatic event. Yeah. However, 
the traumatic event does add it adds an element something. to the story and then and then like at at the end it there is something intriguing too when you get to the to kind of the the very end but there's there's some there's some interesting there's some interesting things with that and i guess there's there's probably some points that just kind of drag on a little bit more i guess i'm sure i'm sure that there's that there's some spots that are that are a little bit more negative uh i'm trying to i'm trying to think maybe if i if you had asked me this when i had just finished reading it i probably could think of some negatives i'm trying to i'm trying to well, while you think of it, I tend to agree with you that that the main negative point of this is that, and this is really because this is only a negative because it's us, because we right. really connect it with this this side that this I, girl was very was neurodivergent clearly, and I I understand why because it probably added more to the story to have her had some sort of tra- traumatic event right. happen that, that would justify a lot of this quirkiness to her. But but I but it's I was not it, it I was, was slightly intriguing. disappointed when I find found that out because I was so set on oh this is just a person that was born with some one of these quote unquote conditions that we talk about all the time, but. So that was kind of a negative, but I think that was also very negative because it, just us. Most people probably might like the story the way it it was actually written better. Well, and, because... and it does it does add another layer. So that's not right. necessarily a negative either, because because that's also because there is also a part of me that kind of liked it too, in a sense when all of a sudden. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. But there, there was a part of me where I was just like, "What?" Mm. So I'm just like, I can't, I can't really fault the story for that either. And, and the other big thing that that jumped out at me, and this is also one of these things where it's the type of book you like too, but. This book left itself very, very, wi- very open ended. That was for the inter- one thing I was going to say. I was like, it kind of left itself open, but it, I guess in the in this in the same way, I part of me was mad at that, but then part of me is like, well, I guess I can. Every time I read it, I can just imagine it a different a different ending. I can just say, well. Yeah, this happened. This happened. So in that, that's a that's a fun thing. But we also on. But I uh, like it. I sometimes I like closure. Yeah. In well, in it, I like to be able to like imagine other scenarios. But I also like to see what the writers of it envisioned where right. it was going to go, and. You don't really see that in that. So, but again, this is that's a personality thing with me. I think that a lot of people might not like that kind of ending a lot. I'm not that big of a fan of it. And I I realize this because we on another podcast I do, we review movies and we recently watched a movie that and when we, we the movie was very much the same way where nothing w- was I mean, this was dramatic like like Nothing in this movie was left. Everything was left open 
for oh, your was that the one that you guys had like there was like multiple movies in the movie yeah yeah, yeah. so like and 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 they all really like that aspect of it. And I'm not that big of a, I wasn't a bit that big of a fan because I kind of wanted some closure. Mm-hmm. So, so that would be a downfall to this book. But it, it, I again think it all depends on who you are. You might like the way it's written better than the way I would like it to be written because I just like to have that closure. So I like to have that resolution. If I leave you, you want some closure, you're saying. Sure. You want to yeah. know why I'm leaving you. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but no, I I, I kind of get it because I I I was kind of feeling the same way too. But then it's like, well, I get it, and I kind of I kind of also don't mind it. But am I just saying I don't mind it? And and maybe they left it that way too because maybe we'll see Eleanor Oliphant again. Who knows? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so either, but it would be great if we did. It would be. It would be very great. Because but I, if she started writing something different in 2018 and we haven't seen it and then, but I don't know. I mean, it it might not be stupid of her to, to write a, a sequel. And I think it's ripe for... There, it, there's a lot of there's well, a lot I mean, look more at all she the, can do with it. Look at all the sequels of stuff that's coming out because people like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. it it might not be dumb. So, well, as you can tell, we hated this book, and you guys should run out and read it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, you guys definitely run out and and get a copy of Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine whether it's from your library from a friend from a bookstore from half price books like we did from a torrent site if you must yeah i mean i'm, I'm pretty sure gail gail honeymoon made enough money off this book that if one person pirates it it's okay so <laughs> she's busy writing something else apparently so so but so yeah you- definitely put this on your list get it read because i i don't think no matter what you read i don't i don't don't think anybody would be disappointed by this book yeah honestly it it really really is a good book it it's it's funny happy sad it's just it's a little bit of everything honestly mm, it really totally. really so. is so so yeah if you don't have anything more, Eric. I think that that's about all I have for you, Tracy. <laughs> all right. Then we'll be back whenever we have another book to review. Should be very shortly because I, I just have to go back through and find all the books that I've finished and decide which ones I want to do a review for. Because I don't do a review for all my books that I read because some of them are just not worth reviewing. So, And I have another book to review. Yeah. So. So. All right. Well, we thank everybody for tuning in. We'll be back in probably two weeks with a regular Stigma Open Wounds podcast and in whenever we get a book done with a book review. So stay tuned and thanks for the continued support of the podcast. All right. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>